Hello, and welcome to BJGP Interviews. My name is Nada Khan, and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. In today's episode, we talk to Dr. Garth Funston, who is a GP and a clinical senior lecturer in primary care cancer research within the Wolfson Institute of Population Health at Queen Mary University of London. We're going to discuss the paper he's published here in the BJGP titled Pre-Diagnostic Prescription Patterns in Bladder and Renal Cancer, a Longitudinal Linked Data Study. So thanks, Garth, for joining me here today and meeting to talk about this paper. I guess I really wanted to start by saying that the premise of this paper is looking at opportunities for earlier diagnosis of cancer and describing that there's sometimes this signal in primary care before a diagnosis of cancer. Can you talk us through the background to this research and what you're aiming to do here? Um, so some of our previous work and, and other researchers have, as well have shown that clinical activity can actually change months or even years before a diagnosis of cancer or actually other diseases as well. And you can call that a signal or a kind of marker um, that there's a potential opportunity for earlier detection of disease if we perform tests or major referrals. And that's what this paper looked at. It built on previous studies that have shown that there's changes in, for instance, um, the number of tests, imaging tests performed, um, and abnormal blood tests performed in the lead up to cancer diagnosis. In this study, we're particularly interested in in prescription patterns. Mm. And this paper focuses specifically on bladder, renal, and upper tract urothelial cancer, if I can pronounce that correctly. And you use the Clinical Practice Research Data Link, or CPRD, which I think most of the listeners will be familiar with in terms of using a large and representative primary care database. And in this study, you focused on prescribing, as you mentioned, in the two years before a diagnosis. So what kind of medications were you looking at here and and why? Mm. So we focused on medications that mapped to symptoms or presentations that might be uh, caused by bladder or kidney cancer or thought to be caused by bladder or kidney cancer. So we focused on medications such as those treat obstructive symptoms, irritative symptoms, um, and importantly, those to treat urinary tract infections, so antibiotics that would usually be used to treat urinary tract infections. Um, one of the reasons for that is that they're really well coded within, within this data. So um, they can be used to look at patterns. And you know, if you're prescribing multiple courses, that can be potentially be picked up within the data. So um, they're they're very useful. This this type of research where you're looking at those those windows of opportunity. Mm. And as you mentioned, um, using prescriptions is probably a lot more robust than looking at symptoms, for instance, which might not be quite as well coded in something like the CPRD. Absolutely, symptoms are frequently uh, missing um, within. Um, GP record data. I think we all know that uh, we don't always code symptoms. We'll often write them in the free text, and that's uh, that's uh, that's an issue with uh, these kind of electronic record data, where you're only able to access coded data for prescriptions. Uh, when we prescribe something, that's automatically coded, so it's a pretty good record of that within the within the system. Okay, so talk us through some of the main results here. So, what were the patterns around prescribing for UTIs? Let's start with that amongst patients with these cancers. Yeah, so that was that was the the key pattern. So 
what, what we did was we looked at um, four patterns in the two years before uh, the diagnosis of these cancers. So we, we looked at patients, we took patients with bladder and kidney cancer and the other cancer, um, and we looked at the patterns in the two years before diagnosis. And for most of these um, medications, actually, there wasn't a, a marked increase in the rates of prescriptions, but for UTI medications, there was. Um, so we found that before bladder or kidney uh, cancer, the, the rate of prescribing of UTI medications rose nine months before diagnosis. Uh, and actually, when we looked at bladder cancer, there was a difference uh, by sex. So for women, um, that happened earlier. At 11 months, there was an increase in the rate of prescribing and seven months in men. So there's a, there a sex difference there. Hmm. So, yeah, you mentioned about this difference in sex and prescribing patterns for UTI antibiotics. And what do you think that's signaling or what do you think that's showing here in the data? Hmm. I, I think it, it chimes with some of the earlier research done um, by Yin Zhu, who's a, who's a collaborator on this paper, who's looked at this in depth. Um, and there appears to be a potential longer uh, diagnostic intervals and workup in women than men. <laughs> Uh, with bladder cancer and potentially more uh, prescriptions for antibiotics before diagnosis. And with my GP hat on, I, I think this is perhaps because we see women um, with UTIs frequently. And so we may be more accepting that the symptoms we're seeing are a UTI and more uh, ready to give an antibiotic prescription, which may actually be the symptoms of um, bladder cancer in this instance. So I think that's potentially what we're seeing here. And we can't tell that for sure from this data, but uh, I think that would be a pretty good explanation of that. Mm. And you mentioned about some of the other uh, areas of prescribing, so medications for obstructive symptoms or atrophic vaginitis you looked at as well, and you didn't see any differences there in those areas. Yeah, yeah. So we took we took a pretty broad sweep on this and we looked at a whole range of medications that may may um, be related to symptomatic presentation here um i think the fact that we didn't see that you know there's lots of prescribing going on and this is um, is a good thing in a way and um, because you know that they're not having lots of uh, prescriptions before we're acting on on potential um symptoms of bladder and kidney cancer it seems to be that it's the antibiotic prescribing here that's the the main opportunity i would say Hmm. One thing that you write about in this paper is this concept of inflection points. And I wonder what that means in terms of UTI antibiotic prescribing in, in this group. The inflection point refers to basically a, a point in time where we see a change in, in the rate of prescribing. It's uh, useful, this type of statistical method where you're kind of looking for a change from baseline. And, and that's what the inflection point means here. The inflection point happening, you know, early on means that that rate of prescribing is happening. Patients are presenting um, with symptoms; they're being prescribed uh, UTI medications at a much higher rate than they were previously, and that's increasing, um, which kind of indicates it kind of demarcates that kind of window of opportunity where you know for nine months before diagnosis that's happening and that's that's the opportunity so i think that's what the inflection point tells us here any other key findings you want to highlight from the analysis here for me it, it really comes down to the uti prescribing here uh, first of all so uh, the fact that we're seeing uh, increased written prescribing so many months before diagnosis um 
and also that difference, that um, sex difference, potentially means that there's uh, an opportunity for earlier detection in women if in, within this group because they're having having these prescription rides earlier. But I think clinically, you know, when I think about how these findings would influence my practice, it's about for me an awareness that when I'm giving these anti prescriptions for UTIs, particularly kind of older groups of patients. I'm recognizing that is potentially a marker for um, these types of cancer, thinking about the other uh, symptoms and risk factors as well. And I'm thinking about that um, when I'm giving those prescriptions, particularly if I'm giving multiple prescriptions as well. Um, what this doesn't tell us is, you know, what is the risk of the cancer if I give one prescription or two prescriptions or three prescriptions, or what's the risk if uh, the patient also has hematuria? So that that's something we need to think about and look in a bit more because at the minute we don't we don't really know that. And nice guidelines at the minute um, recommend if you've got persistent UTI or you have recurrent UTI, um, then potentially it might warrant a non-urgent specialist referral um, in certain age groups. I think we need to look at the evidence and kind of work out whether that's the right thing or whether you know there's a certain number of UTIs that um, we should be doing things differently with in certain groups. So the take-home message from this for clinicians, would you say, is think UTI in this group of patients or patients with, with risk factors? I think an awareness that UTIs and actually issuing a prescription uh, for UTI uh, may be can be a, a marker for uh, bladder and kidney cancer, especially if you've got other features as well. Mm, yeah, and along with Yin's research, as you've mentioned, I think it would be really interesting to see, as you point out, at what threshold this might sort of reach that threshold for referral and adding into sort of nice guidelines, really. So that will be interesting yeah. to see in the future. Is that where you're taking Absolutely. this research further, do you think? Yeah, I think Yin um, is is on that and she's, she's working on that. <laughs> Great. That, which okay. will be really exciting to see those results and um, how they impact on what we do clinically. Great. Thank you. Well, that's been a really interesting chat about this paper, and I think that's a great place to wrap things up. So I just wanted to say thanks very much for taking part in this podcast. Thank you very much. And thank you all very much for your time here and for listening to this BJGP podcast. The original research article can be found at bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio can be found at bjgplife.com. This kind of research is really interesting, I think, in terms of planting a seed in the mind of clinicians, especially when you've got that patient coming back time and time again with a UTI. Should we be thinking about a non-urgent cancer referral? And if you're interested in hearing more about current research in UK primary care, please do join us at the BJGP Research Conference, which is being held on the 22nd of March, 2024 in London. The conference website is available at bjgp.org forward slash conference. The team has just been finalising the programme and the speakers, and we're excited about seeing all of you there. Thanks again, and bye. Bye.